0: I don't know exactly where he practices, but I saw a picture of a billboard this week for the law offices of Larry L. Archie. And Mr. Archie was standing with a beaming smile in front of what looked like some sort of a court building, over which were superimposed the words, just because you did it, doesn't mean you're guilty. <laughs> now. I don't think that's a particularly good slogan for a lawyer, just for the record. I don't think it's very helpful for people who are already, perhaps, cynical about the criminal justice system to see a lawyer talk so glibly about guilt. But at the same time, there is something true about that statement, at least in our Constitution. Every person accused of a crime, no matter who they are, has the right for someone to be on their side, to come to their defense, to argue their case on their behalf. And the name for such a person is an advocate. Your advocate, even if they are court-appointed, stands with you, even when nobody else will. Your advocate comes to visit you when you are wrapped in fear, to listen to you and give you advice. And even if a jury of your peers finds you guilty, your advocate pleads for mercy. I can imagine that for some people who have lived a lifetime of rejection, the advocate may feel like the only friend they have in the world. The Greek word we translate as advocate in the Bible also has the added connotation of one who brings consolation, where we get the word counselor, a name that, incidentally, we give both to lawyers and to those people we entrust with our mental health, along with all of our most tender feelings and personal secrets. And this is the word that Jesus uses in our gospel today to describe the Holy Spirit. The one whom God will send to abide with us forever and to keep us united in the bonds of love, the advocate, he says, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. I find this such a fascinating way to think about God. At first, it might seem like an odd image, the spirit as our public defender, as it were. But if you think about it, for those people whom Jesus was addressing, who lived with him and experienced his ministry firsthand, he was a kind of advocate for them whether it was enlisting a tax collector as one of his disciples, or eating with outcasts and sinners in defiance of the religious authorities, or defending the honor of the woman caught in adultery, even choosing to go to short little Zacchaeus' house for dinner, Jesus was always standing up for those who had no friend. His community of followers were not the social elite They were a persecuted religious minority who were known for their simple communal way of living at complete odds with the ways of the Roman Empire. Just as the disciples had locked themselves in that room after Jesus' crucifixion out of fear that they would be next, you can imagine that they also had a different sort of fear when he told them he would be returning back to God and entrusting his ministry to them. Who would protect them? Who would keep them together as one body? Who would give them the faith to push forward when it felt like the whole world was against them? This was far more than just the loss of a charismatic leader. These people's entire identity was in Jesus, his radical acceptance, his love and forgiveness, his humble service, and his victory over death itself. You can understand how they didn't know how any of this was going to continue without Jesus in their midst. Perhaps there are even times when you feel this way, like you are a little too disconnected from Jesus and these stories. Like his life and ministry are so far in the past that they don't feel real to you, or at least as real as you might like them to. Like Easter is something that happened to some other people many years ago and not something we experience today. To those early disciples and to us, God sends the Advocate. And this is the role of the Advocate, to abide with us, or to use Jesus' own beautiful words, to make a home with us. The Spirit makes Jesus present to us at all times and in all places. Sometimes those places are beautiful sanctuaries, but other times those places feel more like prison cells when we are on trial. They are the relentless accusations that come at us from the world telling us that we will never measure up as a parent, as a spouse, as an achiever in the endless ladder to success. They say, when you have reached this goal, when you have acquired this new thing, then you will have made it, then you will be happy. What could it mean to have an advocate in times like that? Or maybe it's the voice of a real-life bully, someone who gets inside your head and makes you wonder if what they are saying about you is really true. It's no secret that incidences of self-harm among adolescents have skyrocketed in the last decade with bullying on social media. Unlike the playground of my youth, where at least your best friend or teacher could come to your defense, When you're all alone in your bedroom with just your phone, it can feel like the whole universe is judging you. What would it mean to know you have an advocate in that moment? Or maybe we do stand convicted by our own words and actions, and the weight of that feels all-consuming, both what others will think of us and what we think of ourselves. Perhaps it's even bad enough that the people who used to be in our corner abandon us for fear that our shame will rub off on them. Would you believe that the Advocate stands with us then, too? Would you believe that we have one who pleads our case even when we did it and are guilty? Is that not the ultimate revelation of the cross where God's mercy rains down on the just and the unjust alike, flowing through the earth like that crystal fountain from the throne of God? And that is the Spirit's other role, not only to be with us, but to be for us, just as Jesus is for us. This is the same spirit that Paul says intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words and bears witness that we are children of God. It is not some neutral presence as the word spiritual is sometimes used today. It is the presence of the risen Christ in our very bodies, raising us up with him and saying both to the world and to us, this one is one of mine. Whenever you hear that voice, that is the Spirit speaking. Certainly it resounds in the words of Scripture and in the sacraments where Jesus visits us today. But sometimes it speaks through you. Just as Jesus breathed upon his apostles and gave them the authority to unburden people from their sins, so does that same Spirit give you the power to proclaim and live the good news. The advocate is with us when we stand up for those who have no one to speak up for themselves. It's there when we console one another with the promise of new life. It's even there when we just show up for one another so we don't have to sit alone in our grief or fear. That's what it means to abide after all. Because... It may not be true that just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty. But it is true that Jesus gave himself in love that the guilty may go free and sent his spirit to speak that truth into our ears whenever we forget it, to console us when our conscience makes us afraid and to lead us to that eternal city, the new Jerusalem, where we will see the face of that lamb who was slain and whose name we wear as a crown on our foreheads. Amen.